Hello, welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection between humans and technology. I am here today in person with Susan in uh, our studio in Wisconsin. Hello, Susan. Yeah, we're in, oh, the same, we're in the same room. We are actually in the same room, which is very exciting. So uh, I know recently we've done a number of podcasts that were kind of relevant to the election and some of the political and like, cultural stuff that was going on, uh, but that's over and we're, we're done with that and we're rolling into brain science. Yeah, actually. Swinging violently and back to our bread and butter. <laughs> but we do have a theme. We do have a theme today. Because in the U.S. Yeah, so this is being recorded right around the time of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and... Uh, Before the, quote, holidays. The holidays, yeah. In the U.S. Though I think they do uh, Black Monday, or Black Friday, at least in a little bit, worldwide, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so... So I have a quiz for you. Oh, you have a quiz question for me? I have a quiz for a question. I have a quiz, a quiz question for you. Two Ooh, cues. okay, go ahead. All right. Let's have it. Uh, what is the largest shopping day on Earth? Uh, not in the U.S. Worldwide. The largest... You mean the most money spent? I don't know. All right. Uh, the day after Thanksgiving? Yeah, it's a good guess. It is actually a Singles Day. Singles Day. Like most is things. Is this in China? Yeah, most things. Like most things, this is a, a huge thing in China that no one that no one else has heard of. What's Singles Day? You know, there are like all these cities in China with ten million people. I know. Which is like bigger than L.A. and no one. I know. Had, no one's I even know. heard of their names. I know. We we're. And we did this in recently the, in our trip on New York in the at US. Taxi Cab. In the U.S., yeah, things to do in a taxi cab when there's way too much traffic from LaGuardia. Oh, you you read down the list of cities in the world by population, with starting at the top I'm with the to biggest population. Yeah. And U.S. does not appear for a fairly long time on other, the list. Other fun activities include um, be guessing the, the winning president and the uh, losing candidate. For every election. And vice president. I think we did vice president too, but mainly president. No, it was just, pre it was president, president, and then who lost? Who they defeat? From the present From going current backwards. going backwards. Yeah, that was another thing we did. But anyway, all right, we're getting way That's off like topic. 1960. Um, so, it's Singles Day. Day, which is something no one's ever heard of. What is it, you might ask? It's basically like... An anti-Valentine's Day in China. And, I, and look, I don't know a whole lot about it. Don't you go research it yourselves. Or someone from China can write into us and explain it. But basically, it's like, treat yourself. Oh, it's not... Treat you, yourself, as the, uh, you as the Parks and Rec you don't would say. Give it, you don't give a present to to your favorite person because you're signal. As I, as, my, as I understand it, and I could just look it up right now, but I'm not going to. Yeah, you basically... Yes. Singles you, Day. For those who are single... single Give themselves you give, you give a give gift. Yourself. You know, I like this idea, except that I'm not single, so I wouldn't get a gift. So it's a brilliant strategy to get people to buy stuff. If it's you're in a country into, where there are a lot of people turn who into are a single. Huge. Yeah. So so like the the amount what of day sales. Is, what day of the year is it? I see. That's the thing. I could have done research. I didn't. It was. I think it was last month. Sometime. Mm, singles Day. All right. Well, we're gonna talk. I. You know what I want to talk about today? But in the U.S., of course. It's Black, Black Friday, Friday and Cyber, Cyber Monday. Monday. Really, really, that whole it's kind of turned into like this. 
a holiday in and of itself. It starts before Thanksgiving it starts, <laughs> and goes through to the end of the November year. So it's six 7th. weeks long. Yeah, it's there six is weeks a long. buying frenzy in the U.S. and all the retailers and all the consumer product uh, people uh, really hope that it turns out well. And so I thought what we would talk about is the brain science of buying stuff, of making the decision to buy stuff. What do you think? I think it's good. All right. So, you know. Yeah, so what's uh, what's first? What's first? I have a quiz for you. Oh, okay. All right, so let's see. How do I want to phrase this quiz, quiz question? Okay. All right, so uh, my quiz for you is when you are thinking about buying something. Yep. And you uh, make the decision. Like, I know you're interested in buying... This isn't going to be fair. I know all these answers. You do? Yeah. I read your research. Oh, well, then I can't ask you the question. Well, you can ask me the question. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I'll just tell you the answer. Okay. Um, Well, recently I was talking to someone and telling them about the fact that when you make a decision to purchase something, it's all about confidence. And there is one neuron in the brain that, if it fires, then you buy. It comes down to one neuron when you're trying yeah. to make a decision like that. But then I realized this person said, really, there's one neuron? Like the same neuron every time. <laughs> and then I had to clarify, no, no, no. I don't think there's, like, one specific the buying buy- neuron. Yeah, that's what he th- which made sense, because I was talking about the buying neuron. But the idea is that... Um, if just if Walmart could just zap everyone who walks into the store with just zap that the one, one neuron, neuron. Yeah. yeah 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 take and it's put, it, put, put it in the air that triggers that neuron location L twenty two forty seven. Can I actually well go ahead and then I actually have a story about compulsive buying. Okay, so when you're trying to make a decision about um, especially a binary decision like buy not buy or buy this one versus buy that one. Um, you just need that one neuron to fire. But what makes that one neuron fire is being confident that you are making the right decision and that now is the right time. So it is actually confidence that causes you to make the purchase. Mm. All right, now what did you want to say? Well, first of all, you can just elaborate. And that explains so... Are you going to talk about that? Because that explains so much. Yes, I'm going to definitely elaborate. Okay. So... Buying is a strange thing, and it makes a lot of sense that it would be triggered by neuron firings because you can compulsively buy. And uh, I, when I was in Madison, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, going to college, okay, I talked to someone, and one day they decided it was like, it was like some night at a party, and they decided what a really smart idea would be to do would be to snort a lot of Adderall. This doesn't sound like a good story. It's not a bad story. It's just a story. That sounds like a terrible thing. You really shouldn't snort Adderall. You really shouldn't. Adderall is uh, uh, an amphetamine. Y- yeah. So 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 Adderall, right? This uh, wasn't you. <laughs> no. This We're not wasn't. saying you knew someone. <laughs> no, this wasn't a right. quote friend. No, okay. no, this was this was actually someone else. A stupid friend. <laughs> And what happened to this I don't this think I've friend? actually ever taken Adderall. 
And I've been in college a lot of times where I knew a lot of people who took a lot of Adderall All right, to anyway. study for a lot of tests. Okay, keep going. But um, essentially, uh, for those of you who don't know, Adderall, you use it for, incorrect me, Susan, if I'm wrong, ADHD, um, to help... It's an amphetamine. Help you focus. It's speed. So when you snort it, it really amplifies the oh, effects. Uh, uh, as it, as of course, the s- s- snorting allows you to go straight into the bloodstream I, yeah, uh-huh. instead of going through di- the digestive uh-huh. tract. And so, um, the next day, he he awoke to realize he had spent basically the entire night compulsively shopping online. And he didn't remember. No, I think he he kind of remembered, but. How much money did he spend? It was, it was like two thousand bucks, but he had he had purchased like a hundred and fifty different little things online. He just like he just started started compulsively shopping and like did not stop for hours. Okay, I don't know. I don't recommend that. No, no, no. My my point is though is that it's so interesting because because once you once your brain wants to shop <laughs> and you get into that neuron firing pattern, right? Like it really is a pattern, and you just you know. It is possible to just compulsively well, and then there's I, and there's possibly. addiction to shopping. Well, yes, and I'm and I and I want to talk about um, I want to talk about uh, actually some the differences between making a decision to purchase something that's a value decision where you've really thought about it and you're comparing this product with that product versus buying something out of habit. Mm. But first, I want to finish up about this confidence stuff okay confidence confidence yes so um what we know is that if you feel confident that's when you're going to make the purchase but it's interesting because it it's when you feel confident so this doesn't really have to do with reality (laughs) it's not like um all so all you have to do is get enough information really high quality information you know, like about the specs of this phone versus that phone. And then you will be confident and then you will make the decision. Because some people do it that way. Fear of loss, right? Some, what about fear of loss? Uh, you, uh, conf- my, uh, my general theory, you'd want to be confident because if you don't want to make the purchase and then and be then like, oh, regret, regret did, right? Because feel like you've, you've lost because you've lost the money because right. now you have this better product that you could have gotten for the same right. price and like, oh, shaking your hands into this guy. But sometimes in order to feel confident, you need to get a lot of good information. Sometimes to feel confident, you just need your go to person. Like, let's say you're not a very tech person. Right. And you As have kids. that person in your family, <laughs> right? Your your kid, your son, your daughter, your brother-in-law. What should I get? Whatever. Should I, you know, is this a good time to buy a phone? Should I buy this one or that one? Which, you know, so sometimes all you need is your go-to. You might not feel confident at all, but then the go-to person says, "Oh my God, there's this great deal, you know, Cyber Monday deal on the blah 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 phone." You should buy it. And suddenly, without any information, you feel confident, right? right. So yeah. it it's individual for the person. It's individual for the purchase. But don't forget, it really has to do with feeling. So if you feel confident. Now, interestingly, if you're the um, company that makes the product, right, I think there's a tendency, especially if we're talking about tech products or big purchases like cars or something there's this tendency for the um 
the company that makes the product to feel like, well, we need to inundate them with lots of data, you know, because that will make them feel confident. That might actually make someone feel less confident, right? Because it's like, oh my God, I don't even know what these specs mean. Uh, obviously, I'm not ready to make this purchase no. now. So that's that's kind of interesting. So that has to do with confidence. And if you look at, for example, cars, the most successful car manufacturers have very few choices in some respects. So if you look at, so like Honda, would you like a big sedan? We have a Cord. Would you like, right? A, a little sedan? We have a Civic. Uh, if you look at Ford trucks, the best-selling truck in America, best-selling vehicle in America for like 30 years, the Ford F-150. Yeah. Doesn't have a lot of choices. It has some, but if you're right, but like if you say, I'm going to get a Ford truck. I mean, they have, well, because, you know, they have the 250, which is bigger, the 350, which is larger, the 450. But the well, and, the, you know, this is based on the the uh, tons of research that shows that when you give people too, too many, many options, yes. they don't choose anything which at all. Which we have discussed in the past. Yes. And uh, Sheena Iyengar's great book, uh, The uh, Art of Choosing, and then also Barry Schwartz's uh, great book, The Paradox of... Barry of, Schwartz? Barry Schwartz, that yeah. Barry Schwartz? Not my uncle Barry oh, Schwartz, okay. another Barry Schwartz. <laughs> the Paradox <laughs> of Choice, I think it's called. Yeah, no, it's not my uncle. Oh, okay. Um, so definitely, uh, if there's too many choices, people won't buy. Um, another thing about Black Friday and Cyber Monday is what you mentioned before, the fear of losing. So mm. there's this, you know, if you if you have one day... You know, when this is when the deals One are. One day only. You know, and I, I have to do Sunday, it today. Sunday, I'm going to lose the special deals, right? Yeah, limited time offer. Right. That um, uh, that fuels us because that's the reptilian brain. The old brain doesn't want to lose out. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I have more to say. I know. I know. Go ahead. I just have a question. I'm actually thinking about athletics. Athletics? No, you don't watch a lot of basketball. I don't. Kind of only when I'm with you. Yeah. I do. I like basketball. Yeah. I like watching and playing. Yeah. And there, there's a thing in sports in general, but especially in basketball, um, which is all about uh, confidence. Yes. So let's, so basketball players, right? Um, some, some basketball players, they can, they can lose confidence. And when they do, their play goes down. Yes. And it's, and, and they, they look, they kind of play timid, meekly. They might have an open shot, but they won't take it. Yeah. They just, it's kind of inactive. And in a game where you have, where action is the, is the key to success. Yes. And acting quickly and decisively is, is better. Um, when you lose confidence, that halts and then your play goes down. And so people talk about, oh, they got to, got to get their confidence back. Now, are, is, do, could this be part of the same thing where, People were when a sports player gets is not confident in the outcome or confident in his decision making or whatever um, that that instead of acting they won't act much in the same way that yeah. you won't buy. I think. Do you I think, think these are related? I think they're somewhat related, but I think in the instance of what you're talking about with about the confidence of an athlete playing, uh, doing their sport or performing. Um, I I think you're right. 
Absolutely, because if they're not confident, they're not going to decide, right? Right. And it's the lack of decision. decision. Should I take the shot or not? Should I go left or should uh, I go duh, right? Duh. Yeah. That's going to affect them. Yeah. But I also think you've got something else operating there, which is um, when you are performing, uh, and this is maybe, you know, I'll, I'll just mention it and then we can do a, another podcast episode on this topic. When you are performing a task that... Uh, is a physical task involving motor skills that you know really well, right? So this would be true of a lot of, especially a professional athlete, right? Mm-hmm. They know how to dribble the ball. You know, they're not even thinking, <laughs> thinking about it. Right. It's, all it's very mind. similar to someone playing, you know, a professional musician playing mm-hmm. an instrument. When you are doing that, um, if you start thinking, it will, it you know, you've got, if it's a motor task, there are, um, motor path, motor neuron pathways that you have very strongly built up from doing that task over and over and over again, and uh, you are largely uh, playing that that game, uh, performing your your um, athletic game unconsciously, and when you start thinking about it, you it, you know you've got the thinking part of the brain is now getting a lot of resource and so that motor neuron part that's just going to do it automatically Mm. gets goofed up Mm. so probably they are second guessing themselves they're interrupting the normal motor pathways they're interrupting their unconscious uh, uh, processing that allows them to perform so well Do, do you hear that Houston Rockets you should call her Bring her on. Oh, yeah. I could definitely, uh, I would be a great person to call for advice on athletics since I know nothing about it. But I do know about the brain science of it. Um, And I also know, I mean, there's a whole other thing we could go into. Yeah, that would be interesting. We could do the brain science of sports performance episode, even though I don't know much about sports, because I do know about the brain. But there's this um, uh, other thing that happens is when you... Lots of research, and anyone who does sports training knows this. Um, when you have athletes uh, practice in their imagination, yeah, um, their uh, brain uh, neuron pathways fire as though they are practicing, and so right, it's right, right, it's right. Um, in some studies it's as good <laughs> as actually doing the practicing. That's great, uh, because actually then you can practice perfectly so, in your imagination and you are actually um uh making those neuron pathways stronger so can i tell just two quick stories yes about this yeah you don't you don't know who carl schwarber is no Should but I? he plays for the no no not really he plays for the cubs okay uh Baseball. world series championship chicago cubs yeah this year by the way i live three blocks from wrigley so that was fun. Yeah. Um, not really. Where well, they weren't even playing, but the crowds were there cheering. I mean, yeah, they played three games there. Yeah, so but in the final. He was injured, and yeah. he was injured in such a way that he could not swing his bat. Okay. Um, this is uh, for for like months. Okay, that's not good. Generally, not good for trying right. to but hit a curveball. He practiced in his head. It was better than that. Yeah. He, what he did was he had, but I, and I don't know the specifics, but he had some sort of contraption whereby um, it, it was like a screen 
that would visualize that, that it looked like the pitches were coming in. Oh, okay. And so he would stand in front of it and look at like a thousand different professional yeah. pitchers coming at him yeah. and visualize the swing in his yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah. And he did it like a thousand times. And so you, normally after you miss months of baseball, yeah, you're rusty. Yeah, you're in bad shape, right. He came in within a week after being cleared from the doctors and went like three for five in the World Series against the best pitching yeah. in the world. I have a question about that. And uh, Yeah. With this device he was using, did he get, he was just thinking, so he didn't get any feedback. Well, I think because the swing was in his mind, yeah. so I don't, I don't. But I don't. But I really don't know the yeah. specifics of it. I really don't. That would be the only thing that would be helpful. Is... Yeah, sure. Anyway, um, so so that's yeah. So so that's that's a that's a that's a very that that's a perfect yeah. uh, example. So we'll have to do an episode on that. All right, let's go back to buying. So we talked about confidence. Yeah. So if you can get make people to feel com- make people. Feel oh. Com- what? I actually have. I had one more question. Oh, you before. had another story. I thought you had two well, I had a, Yeah, but it's really... Okay, the what's the question? Formula question. So, um, when you're confident, you make decisions, yes. right? You, you will pull the trigger. You'll pull the trigger. And buy something, in this case. Yes. Is there any study that you know of, and you very well may not, that shows that a confident decision is more likely than not a better decision. So the way I'm thinking about it is, let's say you're the president of the United States and you have, and someone comes to you with two courses of action on a very complicated situation. See, I knew you'd get back to politics, this even is, though this we is said a, we were not talking the, about the, politics. What's the, what's, the, uh, what's the Groucho Marx country? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think the, he had said... Uh, Something Tania. Okay, yeah, yeah, anyway, go yeah. ahead. Tania or something. You're the president of Herseltania. I, I, I really wish I remember what that was. I'll, I'll think of it, I'm sure, as soon as we're done with the podcast. <laughs> um, and your advisor comes to you with two courses of action on a very complicated topic, right? Will you make a better decision if your advisor comes to you with two potential courses of action, right? We either do this or do that. Or if he comes to you with all the possible, you know, with like eight, right? Now, it'll be harder for you to make a decision, obviously. But as president, you have to make a decision. Will you end up make make a better one if you have to think about things really hard? Or if you have fewer options and it's easier to, to, to kind of be confident in your decision? I, I don't know of research about this. Okay. Very, because that would have a lot of applicability, for example, in the boardroom, CEOs, any kind I'm of executive decision. I'm going to have to decision. think about it. Okay. I do. You may not I, know. I'll have to think about that. I'll have to see if I can find something on that. So we'll have to write that down and come back to it. I do know that um, I'm going to guess that, or actually I'm not going to guess. I know that if you have fewer choices, you are less likely to feel regretful Mm. about your decision afterwards because... Um, if you have a lot of choices, then you'll be second guessing and saying, "Oh, I don't know. Maybe that wasn't the best choice." But, but, but we don't know if it's actually a better we don't know choice. If it's a better choice. Right. Yeah, I'll have to think about that one. Okay. All right. Uh, so the other thing we know about decisions, of course, and about buying decisions, because we've talked about decision making before. So just to remind everyone, 
all of this is largely unconscious. And in fact, when you make a buying decision, uh, it you won't be aware that you have made a decision and what decision you've made until about seven to 10 seconds after the decision is made. So researchers can actually peer into your brain and see that you have made a decision on which one you've decided, if it's two choices, for instance, and before you know. It's kind of a weird thing. I yeah, uh, just, just a little clarification. They put you in a what, fMRI machine. Yeah, and they can see the... And they tell you when you've decided press the button of which one you've decided when you've decided let us know no, right and then if, are you going with the red dot or the green dot right and when you've decided let us know and let us know which one which one it is and they see the brain center light up before they you see s- the brain center light up uh they actually see the motor uh the motor center start to move the hand or arm over here to the <laughs> left one and the person still hasn't indicated that they that they know right. yet. So the hand is literally moving the towards the hand is starting to move, and the person doesn't the even realize picked, it. And then the person don't... will go, "Oh, oh I've you... decided I'm going to do the red one." But they they knew they could tell which one had which mm. neuron had. The fired. brain is so fun. The brain is very fun. All right, <laughs> now here's something I think is really interesting. Uh, well, I think all of this is interesting. Here's two more things I wanted to talk. Well, maybe three more things. Four more. Oh uh, yeah. I don't Ten know. more. <laughs> One more song. You have to feel. You have to feel in before you can buy. There seems to be a common thread. There is what? Basically, it's all about humans feeling. It is about human feeling, but there are people who, um, for instance, part of their brain has been damaged and they don't feel. They don't have feelings. <laughs> no, there are. Can I, there are. Can I ask you? Do they, does like the emotion come, but they don't have any reaction to it? Or like literally they can't, or do we not, do not know? Oh, we still don't understand about the relate. See, yeah, we don't understand about the, because emotions have a brain component, um, neuron component, and they also have a chemical component. Mm. Right, 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 right. You know, if you feel happy, if you feel sad, if you feel angry, there, there, there are, chemicals that flood your body as well as things going on in your brain yeah, and, and, and the interesting question is which you know do you feel yeah. angry first and then, then you're really flooded with chemicals. the chemical or do you flooded with the chemical and then you have the experience of being angry? so so i come from a long line of hangry people in which when we get hungry we get you. We get, get angry, angry, right? Like because yes. and it's and it's not right, and it's not really that we're angry. And to me, right, I can I can feel that my body has been flooded with this like kind of grumpy chemical. <laughs> and then when I eat, like it just yes, magically goes chemical. away, right? So it's like so I so I always the the idea that it, that it was a kind of a biological kind of chemical reaction always made sense to me. Although. It's interesting because the people that can't feel have brain damage, so maybe we do know it's in the brain. Because they're not, they're not experiencing feelings. <clears throat> anyway, people who don't experience feelings, they're not happy, they're not sad, they're not angry, they're not joyful, they're not anything. It's, it's going to be so weird. They can't uh, make decisions. <laughs> so, and they can't... Define can't make decisions. Because I know this research, but the, our audience may not, not completely You'll understand. You'll say, uh, do you want to buy the, this phone or that phone? And they'll just shrug. I don't know. Doesn't I don't care. Either one. Whatever you think I should do. They just, it's like, 
uh, they can't choose. They just don't have an opinion. They don't have a. I mean, I don't know. It's so hard. I can't. I was about to say they don't have a feeling that one would be better than another. But I was under because the it is a feeling that yeah. sometimes this was much more extreme you than mean, like pick pick if you want like spaghetti or a hamburger today. They're like, it oh, is... I don't know. Where, oh yeah. Where it was like, where it was like, um, would you like, uh, like, you know, would would you like to like save this dog or not save this dog? Oh yeah, I don't think I think they have a very difficult time making any decisions. And it's literally whatsoever. like they can't big decisions. They don't know. Big decisions, small decisions. Yeah. Right. right? Like, do you, right. you know, do would you you know crash into this or not crash into this? It's like so we know they that just don't know. that feelings are really important to buying. So if you want. So, all of you, you know, really, we should have done this episode, like, months ago, because now all the companies that are trying to sell people things, it's too late to change it now. So, for those of you who do work for a company that tries, that wants to sell things, and you, and you count, especially consumer products on this, and if your sales thing, this is, make notes about next year, right, um, to do this. So, you want to get people feeling emotional and that's why sometimes you know like in ads and stuff it's just they're just trying to increase what psychologists call the level of arousal just like they'll have a high-speed car chase you know even if it doesn't have anything, and then the the guy opens the car door and hands someone a pepsi you know i mean it's just because it's just a high-speed chase and the danger and now i'm feeling i'm feeling excited i'm feeling scared and now you know it's time to go buy some pepsi so um <laughs> Yeah, you got to get people feeling stuff. They have to feel emotions if you want them to make a decision. Okay. I got another one. Yeah. Which is, um, there are basically two really different kinds of decisions that people make when they're buying something. And they occur in two really different parts of the brain. And one of them is this uh, a value-based decision, which is kind of what we've been talking about for most of the time. Like, you know, should I buy this or this one or that one? Or is this a good time to make this purchase, right? This is a val- what's called a value decision. And that happens in a certain part of your brain. But we also make buying decisions based on habit. And that occurs in a different part of your brain. And the interesting thing is that when one part of your brain is active, the value part, the habit part can't be active. Or if the habit part is active, the value part can't be. For some odd reason, these two can't, when one is active, the other one shuts off. Hmm. Now, we're not talking about for like days or even (laughs) hours. It's just momentary. But it's an interesting idea, which means you have to decide is when people buy your product, are they making a value-based decision or are they making a habit decision? And you should choose one and then you should make sure you don't, well, let me give you an example. Let's say, let's say, um, and, the, and I think brand loyalty fits in here. So let's say I was talking about, you know, Pepsi and Coke. Let's say you're a Pepsi person. You know, you have brand loyalty to Pepsi. You, you really like Pepsi. That's the soda you like to drink. And it is a habit, right? 
you go to the store and you just reach for the six pack of can Pepsi. I, can I actually ask, ask a couple questions? Yes. You, I can because I'm in the same room with you. I can see uh, that you're frowning. You Your brain is really working here. I don't understand how what a habit purchase looks like. What a habit purchase looks like. Yeah. A habit purchase is a purchase you make without really thinking about it. Oh, I understand, but I'm not... I'm trying to think of... I'm trying to think of any purchases that I do that are habit you don't. You don't make any purchases out of habit? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, you know, we've established in previous <laughs> podcast episodes that you're weird. Yeah. So the rest of us, so do you don't have any brand loyalty? I have brands I like more than others. Well, okay. If you're in the grocery store and you're buying hair conditioner, do you tend to buy the same hair conditioner? Uh, no, I try lots of different ones. Oh. I, I only some... asked you that because I've been in the store with you when we've been on trips together uh, and, and you tend to always buy the same no, hair but do something I, buy, I would buy more often. I just don't buy, I just don't. You don't buy very much hair conditioner. Hair conditioner yeah. uh, uh, food? Drinks? Uh, uh, I don't, so, so, like. Clothing? I, so, so, okay, so, like, food, okay. Yeah. Um. If I'm going to buy milk. Yeah. Go to the store. Yeah. And and I look at my choices. Yeah. And then, depending on like for each store, there there's the milk that's like the best price value at that yeah, store. Yeah, you're making a value decision. So like at Whole Foods, I get yeah. like Whole Foods milk. Yeah. And I get organic. Okay, but if you're at all right, all right, wait a minute, wait a minute. So if you're yes. at Whole Foods, uh huh, and you need to pick up milk, I'll go and I'll stand and look at all the milks. Oh God! And I'll look at their prices, and I'll sit there for like thirty seconds before I make it. All right. Well, then I don't know how. To, all right. Let, let me tell. Since I haven't figured this out, what is for you a habit decision? Let's. That's just, what I'm thinking. Like I could, because you said habit decisions, that I could not understand. Let's just say that. that the rest of the world, <laughs> many people listening to this episode, make habit decisions. If I go in for a potbelly sandwich, yes, I stand there and I look okay. at the menu for like a minute <laughs> and think really hard about what I want yeah, and what toppings okay, I want. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So maybe um, we're gonna do brain surgery a little later, <laughs> and we're gonna, or put you in an fMRI machine and look and see what is wrong with your brain. All right. So let's. You're gonna have to just trust us then. That there are people out there that make habit <laughs> buying decisions. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can I? Tr- can you just? Oh, I yeah yeah can yeah. Can you yeah, trust yeah. that that's true? Because otherwise, everything I'm saying right now doesn't make any sense. It's another. Yeah, I didn't. I hadn't thought about that before. So if someone may, all right, I'm going to just ignore that whole conversation. If someone makes a habit buying decision, if that's what they usually do, and then you give them a bunch of information, yeah, it's going to mess up the purchase because mm. they're going to do what you do and they're going to stand there and evaluate and think about it. Whereas before, not you, but other people would have just grabbed 
the milk off the shelf and put it in the cart. I don't think I buy anything out of habit. Yes, I, I'm getting that impression. But other people do. So you are a brand marketer's nightmare. It's true. I also dislike advertising, and it never seems effective on me. <laughs> but I think you're in... Yeah, now we know why. <laughs> but I think you're... Um, you're unusual. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I think most people uh, either make a goal-directed, value-based buying decision or they buy from habit. Um, but the idea, anyway, is that people don't do both at the same time. So you need to know kind of which is your, you know, for your audience and your product, you know, which one it is. That's what you need to know. So um, just the audience, I just want to know that right now it is snowing the size of of half dollars. This is the giant, yeah, why did you the largest to know that? snowflakes so, I've ever seen. Yeah, it is snowing in Wisconsin. It is, the, but seriously, they're like they're like three yeah. inches across. Yeah. These snowflakes yeah. are huge. Yeah. That's what happens when you live in Wisconsin. The Eskimos have seven different. I've heard that that's like an urban legend. It's probably not true, <laughs> but it would make a lot of sense actually. Because this is a different snow. For snow. Yeah, well, this is a totally different snow than your cold snow, which is a different snow from like your like. This is a snow. wet snow. This is a wet snow. Yeah, which is why it's the flakes are so big. It's they're know? so they're huge. Anyways, yeah. I was just I, I just okay. Sorry, we distracted him. I have a big window in my office where we're recording this, and he can uh, he can it's see the snow falling. Right it's a lot of snow falling. What's well, the first? It's the snow first snowfall first I've seen seen of the year. So it's all very exciting. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what else? Is there anything else? I, there's one thing, one more thing I can think of that has to do with the brain and buying and uh, this buying season. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. What if you would like to purchase less? Any strategies that you can take oh, to purchase less? Oh, you mean if you, you're trying to stick to a budget and you, you don't want to spend all your money and, and uh, yeah, yeah, you're trying yeah. to be reasonable. I'm trying to be, trying to be you know. You're yeah. trying to be screwed. You, you, you open up your closet and you see that you have six pairs of shoes you like that you purchased forever ago that you've never worn. And you're like, why do I, why do, I do this? I have so many pairs of shoes. I'm never going to wear these. I need to. I don't want to. I don't want to just buy a bunch of stuff like as I've been doing. Well, one thing you can do is, um, I mean, if you tend to make, if some of, well, this wouldn't be true for you because you don't make habit purchases, but if you were a person who tended to make habit purchases, um, one thing to do then would be to make it a very conscious decision to just tell yourself you're not going to buy anything during this buying season for yourself um, or for other people, until you think about it. Uh, and so you force yourself to make a uh, goal-directed value decision, and that will essentially turn off the habit decisions for as long as you, you can hold on to that. Um, you know, all the things that, I mean, if you talk to, uh, I mean, the radio shows have all kinds of, and probably podcasts have all kinds of episodes on right now about, you know, how to, 
not spend too much money during the holiday, you know, set a budget, right? Um, make a list, but all those things are really just things that will get the, um, the value directed part of your brain going. I mean, that's why mm. they work because mm. they cause you to stop. Um, they cause you perhaps to not be confident, right? Of the decision or that right. it's the right decision or that it's worth the Just money. Just because it doesn't fit my budget. Right. So uh, you're, you're wrecking. So you just end up, it, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like eating less by, uh, by like, like eating less calories by consuming lots of zucchini noodles. <laughs> like you you're like, you're filling. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But you're, you're wrecking the confidence yeah. part. And so you're therefore not pulling the trigger all the time. Yeah. Right. Um, Zucchini noodles are sneaky good, by the way. Zucchini noodles are very Spiral- good. They are off topic today, but they're very good. Yeah. Um, all right. The other thing I wanted to talk about was anticipation. Okay. So um, I think we've talked about this maybe in another episode about dopamine and anticipation, but it has. I want to bring it up again because it has to do with buying. So... Um, uh, dopamine is dopamine is a chemical that makes you take action, makes you curious, makes you feel good, and it gets released when you are anticipating something. And so, if you buy something online, not in a store, but you buy it online, which means you don't get it right away. Mm-hmm. And that means you anticipate that it's coming, and that that will just fuel your dopamine that will fuel you to take more action that'll fuel you to be more curious that'll fuel you to look up the next oh what's the you know i wonder what the next item is i should buy or in the case where you've got these um does amazon do this anymore with the deals you know like like the there's a deal of the hour the deal you know you're kidding right no because i they used to do that but i haven't paid any attention yeah. to it For, not only that that's how they do black friday is they literally start november 1st or like 7th or something and they just have literally deals all the way basically through christmas that run every five minutes there's a new one yeah well see that is a dopamine fueling i mean that's just going to fuel dopamine which is going to make you that's set it up. more interested and more interested and more interested and that's you know i don't know if they know that the problem is that with then those do you deals burn out? no it's not that the deals all suck. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like ten percent off some you know like a phone charger. Do you think so though that, that? But are you in? But do you check it out? I do, but I I found that I end up not making any purchases because there are a too many deals, and so it's like too many options, and I don't know which one to do, which one to go right. for. And two, um, the, it's like I, because it's. It's all the things on Amazon, which is literally like everything on earth. Yeah. <laughs> so if I, if I see something I like, like let's say I see like a monitor. Yeah. It's completely out of context. And so I'm like, oh, is that like a, is that like a good one or. Right. Is that one of the ones I'm interested in or not? Right. Cause it's like, like next to a watch and next to a bunch of stuff. Right. Whereas if they were just having, so like Newegg, right. The only thing they do is basically computer hardware. Yeah. yeah. Right. So when they have deals. They, you know, you're on like the page, you can see all the different monitors. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I find myself just not jumping on Amazon deals, but maybe again, I'm weird. 
But what Amazon deals might do if you're getting them is it just might fuel your interest in purchasing something. Yeah. That's probably true, actually. That makes a lot of sense. And are you on the, when you're looking at the deal, are you at their site? Of course. Well, there you go. And so then you go, oh, yeah, I was I thinking. I need olive oil. Right, absolutely. I buy so my olive oil on Amazon. It's, uh, right, it's Partina, getting you. 101 ounce. It's getting you, uh, uh, getting that anticipation, getting the dopamine going, and then you purchase something. I wonder if they, I'd be really curious to know if anyone from Amazon knows this, they can contact us. If they know that, and so that part, at least part of the idea is not that they care whether you buy that they deal. Gotta. It's just that they care that you're they're buying. They are so analytics driven over they there. They must know that. They must know that when they run deals, the actual sale of those products is is up marginally, but the rest of site sales like is jump up. go through the roof. Yeah, they gotta know. I don't know. I would think that. Well, they, they stole it from Woot. What's Woot? Do you know Woot.com? Wow, that sounds vaguely Woot. familiar. Woot.com was, got, was got, kind of made its claim for fame to fame a couple of years ago in which what they would have is basically at any given time they would have one Woot. And it was just, it was one, it was like one thing a day that yeah. was just crazy cheap. Yeah. Right? So like we've come across these little like oh, hand I massage balls. This. Yes, yes, right? yes. They're like 90% yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. And this was a... Uh... Live, there was there was a there would be people talking about them. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they had a whole kind of commentary on it. Yeah, they was done in like a quirky way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I they had this. like a for for a while. Does they that had still a, exist? The box of junk. Yes. Right. Where yes. so for like fifteen bucks, Does you it... just get like a bag and it would have some random stuff in it, Do and they you don't st- know. <laughs> Are they still around? They got bought by Amazon. Oh, a couple of years really? ago, yeah. They're still around and they do stuff and they. I I'm not I'm not I don't think they're as big as as they That's were so or as niche as they are because now everyone does it like Newegg does it and Amazon does it. But yeah, they got bought by Amazon. I'm pretty sure for a bunch huh. of money. So I'm sure Amazon's well aware. That's really interesting. So this also then you know this anticipation thing, this dopamine anticipation thing. Um, also means that uh, in a lot of ways, people prefer online shopping than they do going to a store. I know. I certainly do. Because um, you get to anticipate that your product is going to arrive. And even if you do, like, you know, free two-day shipping, you don't know exactly when it's going to arrive. Mm-hmm. You know, is it going to arrive in the morning or in the afternoon? And will it really come on Tuesday? And all these things that you would think would be negative, right? Because you'd think people want control. But actually, what people want is anticipation. And that's that's what they love. So, anyway, that's, that's um, I think, that might you be... You come home and the little box is on the step. You're just like, oh, I totally forgot that I bought gloves. That's right. Oh, oh I got a prize. I got a present that I... That I that's how I feel when I get mail. Yeah. No one, physical mail or I'm, email. I'm, I'm Either way. Just physical mail. No one ever sends me anything. So I get like a little flyer. That's like, oh... <laughs> I've been, I've been pre-approved for a credit card. This is the best time. Okay, I don't get ever. excited about that because... Any more friends? What's the... Uh... <laughs> People send Guthrie no, a card. Fine. What's the what? You were you said what's the... Uh, no, no, I'm good. Okay. 
So, do you have any other questions about the brain science of buying? No, I'm sure we'll have lots more brain science stuff coming up, and I want to ask them then. I thought I thought I had some good pertinent questions today. You did, mm-hmm. and as usual, we found out that your brain is, is weird, weird. Yep. which is no surprise Another anymore fun segment to there. us or our 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 uh, listeners. All right, let's wrap up. All right, listen, we've been getting some um, fun emails from people with ideas for shows. For topics mm-hmm. and we're going to do those we'll do uh, I think we'll do one of our, um, our listeners idea uh, next time um, if you have ideas about um, what you'd like us to talk about please email us and here's the email address info info at the team w.com t-h-e-t-a-m-w.com Please like us uh, on whatever service you use to listen to our podcast. Um, please give us a rating. That would really, really help us and get the word out. And uh, anything else, Godfrey? Yes. Um, we offer uh, these cool online courses, and they're really quite cheap, at courses.theteamw.com. And we are busy at work coming out with a whole new certificate that's going to be at least six courses and we have another six planned after that so um we had a furious summer travel busy schedule and now we are busy in in the the studio studio. in fact uh all the basically 90 percent of the of the film has already is already on camera it's already filmed done and uh, we're in editing process so keep an eye out for that we got a lot of new cool content fun stuff so um, do, did you want to say what it was going to be about? Or is that still hush-hush? Uh, I'll say a little bit, and then I'm sure that we'll say more in upcoming weeks. So our next, uh, you know, we have our user experience certificate curriculum right now, that one we've had for a while. Um, and our new one is the Brain and Behavioral Science Certificate and uh, curriculum, of course, as I am really, really excited about that. So when we have, and we should have that up, I'm hoping, by the end of the year. So when, uh, so you can anticipate um, <laughs> and get your buying brain going and get confident that you want to purchase it. But There's I mean, only two options. There's the UX cert. And there's the well, now behavior, there's all... behavioral cert, so you'll have to pick one of two. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a problem yeah. in the future because we have okay. much more. Anyway, uh, we'll talk more about that on future episodes, <laughs> but if you have any questions, just email us, info at theteamw.com, and thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>